0: Get ready for an overdose of common sense. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson.
1: You know, there's a lot of debate, a lot of complaining going on about just how much government should be running us right now. I mean, just how draconian are these stay-at-home orders, businesses being shut down. Our economy is not a free market right now. I don't care who you are. You cannot argue that we have a free market economy Right now, I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us here on American Viewpoints this weekend. And joining me now is James Harrigan, and he literally co-wrote the book on this when it comes to uh, the terms coercion and cooperation. But James, you were writing this long before anybody ever heard of COVID nineteen.
0: Indeed, we were. It started probably a couple of years back. We've been on this this topic for a while.
1: And your co-author is Anthony Davies, who's also been on this program. And James is the managing director of the Center for Philosophy of Freedom at the University of Arizona. And so I don't want to focus a lot on the coronavirus situation, James, because this is such it is such an aberration from our normal economy. But the the book itself, Cooperation and Coercion, Let's first start by talking about what do you mean by those words? Because a lot of people are going to say, we're talking about James, other than when we have to be safe from something like a pandemic. I'm not coerced in anything. What are you talking about, coercion?
0: Well, uh, it should be clear upon a little bit of sober reflection that we're coerced quite a lot all the time. And and look, a good deal of that is perfectly warranted. And and we we would want to be Um, a good deal of it is not. It's destructive and it costs us quite a lot. So when we talk about coercion, really what we're talking about is when government tells you what you must or cannot do. And this goes beyond simple legislation. It goes to the regulatory state and things like this. Right. When when we stop and think about the federal register, right, that that book that the the government puts out every year that includes all the rules that everybody has to follow well that's at about 140 a hundred and sixty thousand pages at this point it covers everything and i give you a couple of quick examples right it covers everything from private space travel so if you decide that you want to build a rocket and get yourself into space you'd best consult the federal register because there are rules that that cover that sort of behavior Okay, so that's ridiculous on one side. On the other side, probably all the way to the other side of, of the distribution. If you bring your pet dog to a park in San Francisco and the dog does what dogs do in parks, how you have to clean it up is specified in the Federal Register. So everything from dog poop on the one hand to space travel on the other included. And, and that's coercive.
1: I'm not a lawyer, but I would think once you go into space, there's a jurisdiction issue there. One
0: would think, but yeah, I I don't really get into the, the finer points here. The fact that we would regulate that in the first place tells me what I need to know.
1: There's always a joke about, you know, overreaching laws and, and uh, you know, there's the Crime a Day Twitter account, which is hysterical unless you realize, hey, this is actually true. They really do regulate this. But when it comes to our everyday lives and we talk about something like coercion through through government, I mean, yes, it's uh, it's absolutely fine that we have laws that say, James, you cannot kill me unless I'm trying to kill you first. But what are some areas where we don't maybe think about being coerced but we should
0: well i mean you can probably think very clearly about occupational licensure that's always an easy example to toss out there and look i'm not a lunatic i i think neurosurgeons should very likely be be regulated um Nail technicians, on the other hand, at nail salons, people who cut hair, things like this, hard to see why there's a whole lot of regulation there. Florists are regulated in a number of of the United States. So, well, come on. I mean, come on. Do you really need to regulate a florist? What's a bad floral arrangement going to yield? What's the downside here? Um, And it's that sort of thing. But we can probably make this a little more explicit for people. And Anthony and I, in the book, Cooperation and Coercion, we talk about three wars that the United States has had against nouns. So we start with the war on poverty. We worked through the war on drugs. And then we get to the war on terror and think about all the regulations that follow from these three things and the tremendous cost. We actually added up the price tag on these things, and the best you can do here is a very good estimate. We might well be wrong uh, in in some of the finer points, but a pretty close estimate to the cost of these three wars is $23 trillion, which not coincidentally is the amount of our federal debt.
1: And this is an area where I think, A lot of people will say, well, yeah, but we're we're trying to, you know, tackle poverty. That's a good thing, James. I mean, we want we don't want people on drugs. So we need uh, to do this. I mean, what's the alternative? And I suspect you're going to tell me that's the cooperation part. Well, it
0: is. And it's pretty simple, actually. Cooperation just means leave people alone. Um, Because this wonderful thing happens when you do they figure out answers to their own problems It's remarkable how groups of people come to all kinds of conclusions about what they want to do Uh, And the more you leave them alone, the more they will do this
1: Let's talk about the the concept of somebody may say, okay, yeah, James, but uh, If we leave people to do what they want to do Won't they run wild and hurt people and exploit people?
0: Well, I think from our perspective, once harm is involved to another person, once you can identify a victim, all bets are off, right? You you have to have a hard line somewhere, and harm seems to be the absolutely perfect hard line to draw, but... What do you eliminate when you let people get on with their business? And you eliminate the possibility that you get to control their lives simply because you have a numeric majority in in the population. And sometimes that's going to mean that people will behave in ways that you don't particularly like, and you're just going to have to live with that, right? I think that's something that we've lost sight of as a people over time, that sometimes free people behave in certain ways that you may find objectionable. And it's your responsibility to keep quiet about that unless they're harming you in some meaningful way.
1: Yeah, I guess unless you want to convince them to adopt your opinion or worldview, which you're free to make your case to anybody to do or not do something.
0: Yeah, we're always happy to see people talking because that's the first part of cooperation, right? It it emerges when people actually have a conversation with their neighbors instead of trying to use the blunt force of government to
1: control them. So is this just about law and order, or is this concept of cooperation versus coercion applicable to other areas? Obviously, uh, economy, society, community, things like that.
0: Yeah, I think by the end of that line of reasoning, you start to realize that all of these things are interconnected. And what we're really talking about is something that would be more broadly uh, understood to be society. Right? We're really talking about, every human interaction and how we should understand those and if we strive to be a free people well you have to let people be free and sometimes that means they'll choose things that you can't quite understand and you have to be okay with that
1: and that's a big stretch for a lot of people it's always amazing when the say the white house changes hands from one party to the other suddenly the party that lost has discovered how powerful the presidency is, and it shouldn't be that powerful as long yeah, as the have, other person's all, in office.
0: <laughs> that's correct. We all want to limit presidential power the minute our preferred candidate is out of the picture.
1: All right. So, the book again is called Cooperation and Coercion. It's on Amazon. Uh, anywhere else in particular, people should look for it?
0: Yeah, they can go straight to the publisher's website if they'd like, and that's ISI Press, Intercollegiate Studies Institute. They've got it too. Um, But just generally speaking, anywhere you buy your books, you'll be able to find a copy if you're so inclined.
1: And if they are podcast listeners out there, they need to check you out on uh, your podcast, Words and Numbers.
0: That's right. And if you just go to wordsandnumbers.org, that'll point you to all the various episodes we've got. We'd love to have you on board.
1: All right, James, thank you so much for the uh, perspective. Looking forward to getting my copy of the book. I'll go check it out and I uh, hope to have you back on the program soon. Thanks, Mike. It was good talking to you. Okay, so do you agree? Do you disagree? Let us know on our social media. Just go to at AVP Radio Show on Twitter. Uh, Of course, you can just look up American Viewpoints on Facebook. I also post a lot of news updates there throughout the day with your chance to weigh in, whether we talk about it on this program or not. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thanks again for being a part of American Viewpoints. We'll talk to you again next week. Wake up and text